Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamer Fanure podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlson. Today, I have a very special guest with us. I have Brittany Dion. Hey there, Brittany. How's it going? Hi, good. How are you? It's a beautiful sunny day in Las Vegas. How about yourself? It's actually gotten sunny here in Oklahoma, so we're we're liking the warmer weather. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than how it was last week. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay, so Brittany, I don't like a lot of fluff on the show. I like getting straight into it because I want to respect your time. So why don't you begin by just telling us a little bit about yourself, please? All right. Um, my name is Brittany Dion, and I'm from Oklahoma. I went to school in Missouri, graduate sports management degree. I now work for Special Olympics Oklahoma, and I love it. So this is kind of where I reside in Oklahoma. So, How wonderful. Okay, beautiful. Um, now, before we kind of get into any of that, and I know I really want to talk about it, I start every interview with a single question. I'm going to ask you, just like I ask everybody else, mm -hmm. on a scale of one to 10, 10 being high, how weird are you, Brittany? I'm not going to lie. I wish I was weirder. I feel like I'm not very weird. I've never been called weird in my life. I would think I'm like a four or five. I wish I was an eight. But I have to be honest, I, I'm not, I don't think I am. I've never been called weird, so. There's nothing wrong with that. Why, why are you like being all defensive? Like, I'm only a four, like. No, I guess, no, I just, it was funny because I was like, yeah, I've never been called that. So I don't think I am. I mean, I wish I was sometimes, so. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, so this is the Gamerpreneur podcast. So I do need your gaming cred. When did you first start playing video games, Brittany? Oh gosh, when I was little, my parents got us our first Sega, me and my brother, and it was, we were on, me and my brother, competitive as all get out with Matt, well in Sega, you know, it was the, the football, the hockey NHL games, and then we'd play the Lion King, that stuff, but I really yeah. got into Madden and football because my brother, and I got really good, and guys would always get mad because I would beat them, and I'm like, I have a brother, we're 15 months apart, this is what we did. So it started when we were little with Sega, Nintendo, then to the PlayStation. So sadly, I, I'm a PlayStation girl, never really got into the Xbox. So I know it's one or the other. So I'm, I am, I'm PlayStation and yeah, that's how I got into it. It's funny you mentioned that Lion King game. I remember trying that myself. I never beat it, but have you uh, ever seen somebody speed run that game? It, they never, finish it in like 20 minutes. And I'm like, how did you do that? I don't know how, but I actually have a funny story about that. So I, and I think gamers nowadays do not understand the struggle of beating a game like we did back then. There was never a restart. You know, once you died three times, you had to restart the whole game. There was no come back to where you saved it. And with the Lion King, I did, I played for years and I, I still have my Sega today with my Lion King game. And I played it. I beat that finally in college. I stayed up all night with a friend of mine and I was like, cause we just got to talking about games and everything. And I was like, there's one game and I had my Sega and I was like, I have my Sega. And they're like, bring it out. Let's do this. And we played that for hours and finally beat it. And it was like a dream come true when I was 22. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. And uh, what do you play today now, if anything? We, I, I play with my husband a lot with games, um, some Madden, some storytelling games, but really with Special Olympics, I really got into Rocket League. It's been so much fun. Our athletes really enjoyed it. So really Rocket League has been one of the main games I've been playing with right now for the last couple months. So very cool. Okay. And then one more like fun question and we'll kind of get to like the actual business mm -hmm. stuff. Um, if you had to pick one game as your all-time favorite, which one would it be? So mine would have to be Mortal Kombat. I was a Sonya girl and I played Mortal Kombat 
all the time. And so, yeah, I would have to say Mortal Kombat. I was a fighting game chick back when I was probably in the like 10 years old, 9, 10, 11. Uh, those were my games. Back on the Sega, that, that showed some red blood too. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Another game me and my brother fought about back then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get over to the preneur part. So you work with the Special Olympics in Oklahoma. What, how, does, how does that work exactly? Yes. So I am the sports and training manager. And so basically with special Olympics, it's individuals with intellectual disabilities, and we basically give them a format to be able to compete in sports. So before, honestly, March of 2020, when everything really started to turn around, um, it's been, you know, track and field, like just Olympics games, like track and field, basketball, volleyball, you know, all of that kind of stuff with sports. And so that's where, that's where we've made focus. So now we've definitely brought in esports, which has been so much fun. And our athletes, it's just brought this whole other demographic we didn't even know we had, you know, yeah, in our organization. How did esports kind of penetrate into this? So I actually had a college here in Oklahoma reach out because I saw Special Mix in general was getting into esports. So um, basically the head office was like, yep, esports is going to be kind of something. I was like, oh, okay, fine. And they just happened to see that we were interested in esports. So they called and was like, hey, if you guys are going to start this program up, we would gladly help. So I was like, heck yeah, let's do this. So I got a hold of the college and another company called Click Gaming. And they have just been amazing. And our athletes and some of our high schools have really jumped on this. And, th and that's where I've kind of learned that in our organization, we've been missing some of the athletes we have or the unified partners. And that's where they're coming in and coming together. And during this time where we're not like together in person, they're still able to play with each other virtually. And so that's where esports has really kind of blown up in the Special Olympics demographic all over. So Okay. And on your end, and, or excuse me, your end, how cool is it to be able to like kind of do this video gaming thing on top of like your sports management stuff? It's been a lot of fun. It's widened, I think, my knowledge. I've always wanted to learn new things. And I think with esports coming in, I've learned this whole other kind of world, you know, that I kind of knew in my childhood, but it was never this big or this progressed. And so now with having all that sports background that I have and the organization has now, we're bringing in this esports and it's kind of opened up the kid and all of us and kind of opened up these other venues and just opportunities for our athletes. So it's been a lot of fun. Okay. And your background uh, professionally, so you, you went to college for sports management and then mm -hmm. did you just wind up at Special Olympics or was there yes. a windy path? Yes. So in college, I interned for Special Olympics Southern California, and that's just where I knew God was leading me to, to work in Special Olympics. And so when I graduated, um, I moved back to special to Oklahoma. And whenever I was here, I applied to every special mix I could. And I was just very fortunate and blessed that Oklahoma had an opening at that time. So my whole professional career has been with Special Olympics. Um, so I've been here from the beginning as an assistant and to where now I am as training manager sports and training manager. Um, so it's been a lot of fun to grow in this organization. And that's where it's fun too to, to see the professional business side of Special Olympics going from one, you know, strike sports, and that's where we focus at, but to now bring in this gaming aspect into the organization has been really cool. So very cool. Okay. And um, your day to day, what does that look like? 
So I pretty much right now it's different than before, <laughs> but every day I'm constantly doing things for athletes. So I will put together heats, um, whatever sports like we're having right now. So we still do some, you know, our sports athletics, you know, virtually where they kind of do it safely outside and stuff like that, but also with our esports. So I basically set up a registration for our athletes. They register, I get them all set up. And I heat them and then they get medals compared after they've competed against each other. I send out their medals for them. But that's kind of my day to day right now is just getting them involved um, with sports, esports, some virtual activities that we have planned for them. So, okay, very cool. And um, so, what does it take to do this job? You know, the, the skills, the talents, the demeanor. You know, if somebody's sitting out there watching, going, hey, this sounds really cool. I'd love to get in and work with the Special Olympics. Does it take a particular type of person or a particular type of background? Yeah, I would say the background can vary. I, I believe that, you know, I think as long as the person is caring, passionate, they're ambitious, they're willing to think outside the box. Um, as far as, you know, even the sports stuff, I would say knowledge of sports, esports, um, and stuff like that. But yeah, I would just say like compassion, um, you know, have some sort of caring, you know, ness about you. It's, it's kind of about that. Cause you're basically helping these athletes that are told one thing whenever they were born and you're basically building their confidence up to let them know, no, you can do anything that you put yourself to. So it's just that I would say that as long as you have some sort of passion and caringness in you and all that, I think you do great. Beautiful. Okay. Now for your specific position, what are some of the challenges that you're facing in, in growing this organization and, and working with these athletes? I would say resources. Sometimes they don't have, you know, these parents, they have all this medical care for their their child. And so sometimes they don't have the ability to purchase, you know, even the ability to give them sports equipment or, you know, the consoles for esports or, you know, internet even. And so I would say that, and then even the demographic for Oklahoma, I mean, we have a lot of farmland. We don't really have internet access all across our state. So um, I would say that's a, a little bit of a struggle sometimes to reach them or, or get them to be able to participate. Okay. And what are some of the joys that you find in the job? Uh, their success, their accomplishments, their smiles when they, they're, I mean, when you see it's, it's one thing I've always told that we have, we are volunteer pretty much run organization. We have amazing volunteers in special Olympics. And it's like, I've always told my volunteers, you get around an athlete one time, you have a conversation, you see them compete. You just, you feed off of that, just positive energy that they bring. And you're going to be hooked. We always, I mean, we've had volunteers that's volunteered before I was even born. So over 30 years, over 20 years, they just get hooked. And that's honestly how I got to work here is I got hooked. I went to intern and they just bring that joy. So anytime I see them succeed or smile or just feel like they are something in, like meaningful into this world because, you know, they're, they're told from birth, you know, basically all these things that they can't do, they won't have this. And then for them to have that confidence now that where they're getting jobs, they're becoming, you know, business oriented where they're, they're starting their own little businesses of, you know, creating clothing or doing whatever merchandise or crafts, you know, to see that they're actually gaining that confidence into society is I think what drives me. 
That is so incredible. Okay. Now, Brittany, um, I had a question. I lost a question. Let me figure out if I can remember the question. Sorry, I was probably so, long-winded on that answer. <laughs> no, it's all good. So what if um, somebody wanted to get in and work with the Special Olympics? Where where do they go? Do they go to like the national organization? Do they go to the local organization? Do they have to start out as an intern? What is that process? It really varies, I think. Um, there, You can always go online and look up Special Olympics opportunities, careers, and we do. We have to where it's state chapters, which that's where I work, an Oklahoma Special Olympics state chapter, to where you can work at SONA, which is Special Olympics North America, and then SOI, which is Special Olympics International. So really, you just have to look online, see if there's any jobs available, and then go for it. Um, I just happened to, in college, intern because it was part of my you know, de- you know, degree in college was to intern somewhere. And I just happened to run by special books. Special books wasn't necessarily where I was looking, but I'm very glad I ran across it and, and did it. But, um, but yeah, you can easily just go online and see all of the careers available across the entire U S wonderful. Okay. Now, Brittany, I'd like you to hop in a time machine with me for a second. Okay. We're going to go back in time to just before you applied for that internship. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I want you to be able to tell your past self, little Brittany, all of the wonderful things that are going to happen in her future, all the, oopsie, all the ups and the downs, the, the trials and challenges, the joys and, and accomplishments. And you're going to be able to give her all the advice that you wish you had gotten back then, but you're giving it to yourself. Mm-hmm. But there was one thing she absolutely had to know. What would that one thing be? I would say that I would tell myself just patience. I have always worked on patience for myself, but I would just, I would just reiterate, like just telling my, I think if you tell yourself patience, it's better than someone else telling you. So I would just tell myself patience because there's a lot of times that I just needed to be patient and things would work out or things would go the way it needs to go. Um, So that's what I would tell myself, just patient and believe in yourself and where you know that you're going. So that's what I would say. Okay. Typical, uh, typical interview question. Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, I would still here. <laughs> Hopefully anyways, <laughs> uh, I would still see myself at Special Olympics Oklahoma. Um, and honestly, I, I hope in five years that I've grown, um, you know, just even the organization in esports since it's just beginning. I hope that I can grow the, the organization in that route um, just to bring more joy, more opportunities to our athletes. And so, yeah, that's what I see. Okay. Now that's a beautiful answer. And I'm going to make you think very personally for a second, if that's all okay. right. You see, Brittany, I believe that we learn the most in our life from our failures, not necessarily our successes. Because mm-hmm. when you succeed, you may not know what happened, right? You're like, oh, I, I did it, right? But when you fail, you got to take a look at it. You got to be able to figure mm-hmm. out what happened to be able to move past it and move forward to succeed the next time or however many times it takes. So I'd like to ask you, what do you consider your biggest failure in life? And what did you learn from it? Hmm. I know this was always like a tough question when you ask these kind of things. Cause it's like, there's so many little failures that you see that you try to see something so perfectly go and then it just falls. And then you're like, okay, let's learn from this. Um, I would say my biggest failure would be honestly, just like trusting myself. So the reason why I say that is because, and why I would tell my old self patients is because before I got the job here, I almost like gave up on it. I was like, Nope, 
this isn't, I've, I've applied because there was some states I applied to and they didn't take me. And I was like, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be here. And I was like, fine, I'm going to get my job somewhere else. I'm going to do this. And I went and I interviewed, I got the second interview. Um, I was walking in and that's where I literally got the phone call from Oklahoma to say, Hey, we would love for you to come in and interview and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, okay. And I literally turned around and didn't even go into my second interview and called them and was like, I'm sorry. Like, blah, blah. but I felt like at that moment, like I felt like such a failure because no one was taking me into where I like just radicalized and was like, you know what? Forget it. Like I failed going into special Olympics. I'm going to get a job somewhere else. And so I started to do that and I was so upset. And I remember my mom, I was just like, I'm not going to work special Olympics. I thought that's where God had me planned and where I was headed. And it's just not. And my mom was like, well, if you really feel that way, I'll send an email right now, special Olympics Oklahoma for you to be a volunteer and I'll attach your resume. I was like, mom, go ahead. I'm going into my second interview. And it was literally within the amount of time her telling me that me getting ready for my second interview to where I was on the steps where Oklahoma called me and was like, Hey, we saw your resume for, to be a volunteer. Would you like to apply for a job? And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> so I would think that I would think failures. Yeah. You're sitting there and you think, oh my gosh. And you, and you do most people, we have our plan B's. We have, okay, we're going to go do this and take a step back. Okay. Like I see this, like maybe it's not where I'm supposed to go. And then they go. And then it's like, sometimes you just get called back. Like, nope, be no, patient. No. The funny thing is, it sounds like if you hadn't had your moment there and you hadn't talked to your mom about it, it wouldn't have happened. Oh, absolutely. I, I've thanked my mom a lot. <laughs> the first year I worked here, I'm in nine years. So the first year I was like, thanks mom. She's like, I know. I was like, cause I was, I was just like, I was like go ahead, mom, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to my second interview. <laughs> she was like, okay. So right. yeah. Here's, here's another question for you, Brittany. What is something that you're working to improve on yourself today? <sighs> to not overthink there right now, I've done a lot of overthinking of myself, like even bring in gaming in and like where I am in special Olympics, like to overthink on just, you know, where are we going to take our athletes from here? Like, you know, what's our new normality going to be and just kind of all of that. So I, I would say overthinking, I've never really been a huge overthinker. So it's kind of been something now that like, I've always like the patient thing has always kind of been my thing. Overthinking has really come. I think once I got into a career job, cause I'm like, okay, you know, business, I want to make sure everything is great. And just, so I think overthinking for me right now is somehow like been my, okay, I need to work on overthinking. Like if it works, it works. If it doesn't like we'll work it out, you know? So Wonderful. And uh, one more fun question before we bring this in for a landing. Um, what is something that you think people misunderstand about you the first time they meet you? I have a strong personality. So I think with me having that strong personality, a lot of people like think that I'm just so strong and I have everything under control because I just never let them know, like on the inside, like there's so many times that I'm freaking out on the inside and then I'll finally be honest with someone. They're like, Holy crap. You like did so well. On that. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yes. So, so yeah, I would definitely say that they think just because of my strong personality, I think just showing this outward confidence in myself that people don't know exactly how I'm really feeling most of the time <laughs> so they have this misconstrued of myself like man she's never not coming she's never scared she's never worried she's never this and I'm like 
well, I'm glad I'm making it work. <laughs> it could be worse. You could be the opposite. <laughs> true, true, very true. All right, Brittany, this has been a fantastic interview. How do people find you? How do they reach out to you? Social media, contact information, all that, please. Yeah, so they can definitely look us up um, on Facebook, Special Mix Oklahoma. Um, they can always reach me if they look us up. My email's on there. I really don't have like anything like personal wise, but I do, I I'm part of the online. I see all that stuff. So SO Oklahoma for like Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. So really we're on every platform and even TikTok. So <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. All right. As we wrap this up, Brittany, do you have any final thoughts you want to share or anything I didn't ask you think we still need to cover? No, thank you so much for having me. Wonderful. Uh, thank you. No, I genuinely appreciate you taking the time and coming on with us and, and telling us about the Special Olympics today. Thank you. I know they are amazing. And I, I'm so excited for, you know, esports coming into the organization and business side of Special Olympics. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun and our athletes are going to be just shining bright. So Absolutely. Thank all you. Right. You're, you're very welcome. And thank you again. And for everybody else, I'm going to remind you all, don't be just a gamer. Be a gamerpreneur.